time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Got a great episode for you today on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can find him online at roadmapfinancial.com. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about some of the top Social Security myths, a little bit of an update in the Social Security realm. We'll call this the 2023 edition, if you will. And we're going to see if we can kind of uh, just dispel some of these myths, uh, tackle them a little bit, see what's true what's not, and uh, work our way through some of the top beliefs about Social Security that may not be accurate. So looking forward to working through this with you, Glenn, and it's a good time of year to do this because folks over the last couple of weeks might have been receiving their Social Security statements and estimates and things like that in the mail here in uh, post-tax season world. I know I got mine just the other day, and uh, so it'll be fun to, to tackle this conversation a little bit, make sure everybody's brushed up on their Social Security knowledge. Uh, you ready to go? Let's do it, Walter. All right, might be a little bit of a rapid fire kind of episode today. So here we go. Myth number one, the Social Security Administration will help you make the best decision about when you should start your benefit. Yeah, that's not going to happen, folks. In fact, they're, they're really prohibited from trying to give, it, give you advice, right? I mean, they, they, they can answer questions. That's the kind of thing that they can do. And you can pose different scenarios, but basically they're going to tell you, well, you know, if you were to turn it on at this point, you're going to have this much. If you turn it on at a different point, then you're going to have a different monthly benefit. And they can talk to you about, you know, whether there's, you know, whether there's spousal benefits or, or survivor benefits or ex-spousal benefits and those kinds of things. They can answer questions, but they, you know, but they can't really, you know, go down the path to, you know, to give you, you know, to give you advice as to when when is, when is the best time to take it? And frankly, you know, I mean, the, the thing is, it's like you, you, if, you're, if you're really looking at it in a holistic manner, when and how you take your Social Security benefits really ought to be, you know, part of your overall plan, you know, and, and, the, and, and planning that in cooperation with your other assets and your other, and your other accounts and possibly pension and whatnot and, and, they, and, and putting those pieces of the puzzle together. And so your particular answer for when and how to take Social Security might be significantly different based upon how you save for retirement or what resources you have, you know, to use in, in retirement. And that's something that would be outside of the, the Social Security Administration um, altogether, because they're certainly not going to give you advice on your on your private assets, and nor should they. But you know, but you know, if you find that there, you, you can run across, you know, an agent here or there that that you know that that you know that that goes across that you know that that line a little bit into the gray area about you know maybe you know thinking about this or thinking about that. But but again, you got to take it with a grain of salt because realistically, you know, I mean, if you're if you're if you're doing really you know good planning. You're you're not looking at, at at Social Security in isolation. I mean, in fact, you're not looking at anything, any one thing in your in your overall plan in isolation. You're looking at it, you know, all the pieces of, of you know, and how you how do you put them together to create the best scenario for you in, in, in an overall plan for retirement. Yeah, I think that's a really important one. Information, not advice, when you go into that Social Security Administration office, and there's a very big difference between the two. Uh, here's a second myth for you, Glenn, to tackle. Uh, you won't get any Social Security if you were a stay-at-home mom. 
right? Yeah, no, a lot of folks think that, right, Walter? And the reality is, is that, you know, if, if you're married, right, and uh, then you're, then you're, you know, with your, if you're a stay-at-home, you know, spouse and you know, other spouses out and then they, ha- and they have, they have, you know, significant, you know, social security um, contributions, let's say, I mean, it's not really contributions, it's, you know, it's obviously withholding from, from the paycheck, but, but I think everybody gets the idea of what I'm talking about. You know, it's just like, you know, that when, when you put money in, you know, from, from the, those payroll withholdings, it ends up that that there's that there's going to be some element there for spousal benefits, right? And so you know, so ultimately, you know, there's there's going to be you know whether you know sometimes and sometimes you have you know stay at home you know folks. It's like they where they don't work outside the home, but they obviously they're 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 doing you know what you all have agreed to you know in in terms of how how you're going to run your household. You know there there's it's there's situations where you know maybe they had maybe you know maybe they had earnings you know early on, or maybe they had you know you know the kids were raised and then they went back out to work and so maybe their social security history you know in terms of in terms of you know the the, the work history is a little bit patchy in terms of how much money was was put in the social security you know you know, for their work history, but there's going to be, you know, an, an element of, of looking at the whole picture and, and also your age and when you take it and, and all of those things factor in, but there's typically going to be some element of, of spousal benefit, you know, if you have, you know, very little, you know, if you had very little of, you know, social security earnings, there's normally a, a step up to, you know, to bring you to a certain level, you know, and, and uh, more often than not, you know, it's, it's going to be somewhere in the ballpark of about, you know, half of what the other spouses was, but there's some caveats around that. It depends upon when you take it, when they've taken it, you know, and, and, and those types of things. But, you know, if you're waiting to your full retirement age and, um, you know, and you're, and you're dotting a few I's and crossing a few T's, there's, you know, a lot of times that there's a little bit more than you thought that there was going to be, sometimes a lot more than you thought there was going to be in terms of spousal benefits. Yeah, that's an interesting one to think about, and uh, I know that that's uh, definitely one that's great to dispel because uh, so many people might assume that, that they're not going to get that benefit, and uh, what a pleasant surprise when they're able to uh, find that out that they, they can get access to it. Another myth, Glenn, you won't pay taxes on your Social Security since you already pay taxes on that money when you paid into the system. Boy, we wish that one were true. <laughs> yeah, well, and then it is in some cases, right? I mean, as I say, with Social Security benefits are, are this this kind of this. Um, it's it's altogether different in, in within the tax code, right? When you start looking at something that is that's not automatically or inherently taxable. But it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have, and so you know. So if you're more dependent on Social Security, then you know it's it's likely that it's going to be taxed less, or maybe not taxed at all. You know, on the other hand, if you you know if you have significant other income or what they you know what they consider to be significant other income, then you know then the Social Security benefits can be you know can become subject to taxation. Sometimes it's a little bit. You know, sometimes it can be all the way up to 85 percent of your benefit could be subject to taxation, and so it's. You know that's part of that overall, you know, awareness of, of you know of how how you're putting your plan together and your income plan, and you know, are there ways to position assets and you know and so forth such that you can you know you can really be doing some tax aware planning because Social Security is a real wild card when it comes to that, and um, you know it's not you know and I, I, one of the things that I get too, Walter, is, is some, some folks will say, well, you know it you know I, I I've heard that you know once you reach a certain age that your Social Security you know can't be taxed and you know that's that's just not the case it has nothing to do with age it has everything to do with you know what's your income and what are the sources of your income what is the proportionality of social security benefits to to the other 
cash flow and the other income that's coming in, you know, and is that other income, you know, showing up in that calculation of what we call the provisional income, you know, calculation. And, and that's a, that's a term that, that's, that's, that's unique to the tax code and, and to social security and how, and how you determine whether or not your social security is subject to taxation. And if so, by, you know, how much of it is. And, and so it's, it's really, it, you know, a lot of people get taken by surprise because they think, well, I'm not going to pay taxes on that. But, but you know, it, it's, it, it depends, right? You, you might, you know, and, and it's something you got to be prepared for. And it should be part of that overall planning and conversation that you have with your advisor. Because, you know, if, you know, if, if you end up having, you know, significant taxes on that, on that portion in, of, of income, and you weren't anticipating that, suddenly you may have a, you know, a significant shortfall in your, in your, in your budget. And, you know, that nobody wants to have that. No, they don't want to have any shortfalls whatsoever, and so we want to avoid that at all costs. That's why we're breaking down these myths on today's show about Social Security. Here's another one. Glenn, there won't be any Social Security left by the time you retire. We've been hearing that one for a while. Yeah, well, you know, and I mean, obviously, Social Security can shift and change, and it has over the years, right? Right now, you know, there's there's a there's a lot of conversation around that in terms of you know well, what what's you know what's Social Security look like and in terms of you know in terms of future benefits and whatnot and and so you know if you read if you read those you know those statements closely I mean what they what they really suggest to you is is that you know if something is not done you know to make some adjustments with the overall system that you know that benefits might get reduced you know there's but there's you know you you won't see it there that says well they'll be eliminated right i mean and and so you know it's a scenario where you know you we have to unfortunately you know rely on washington to you know to kind of come together and you know and 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 do the right thing to to figure out how to make things solvent you know we've seen that happen a number of times we saw it happen back in the 1980s you know, when Ronald Reagan was president and Tip O'Neill was the Speaker of the House, we, we saw it again in the 90s when Bill Clinton was president and, and Newt Gingrich was Speaker of the House. The over, over time, we've seen, we've seen these similar scenarios where, you know, Social Security is, quote unquote, running out of money or, 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 or having shortfalls. And at least, you know, historically, you know, to this point, you know, when, when, that, when that's happened, you know, there, there's, there's, been, there's been negotiations and figuring out as to how, how, to, how to make things, you know, more sustainable. And so, you know, we would, we, you know, we, we, one thing we know, Walter, is, is that politicians like to get reelected. And so it's, you know, at, at some point, you know, you, you know when, when that really becomes, you know, the, the hot topic and when they really are forced into it, you know, it's it's likely that you know if, if if we use history as our guide anyway, that there that there was you know that there can be some you know bargain you know grand bargain to you know to to you know put you know more band aid to it you know as as we've seen in the past and 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 let's face it, I mean it's always going to be something that is going to be evolving over time, right? I mean because you you know the population you know changes, people are living longer, and so there has to be adjustments. I mean it's it's not the same program that it was in in the 1930s when it first started, you know and there's obviously more more people in the system. There's you know life expectancies are different. You know the whole, everything. You know for, I mean there's there very little that you can you know look back to the 1930s and say oh well that's a lot similar to you know the way the way <laughs> the way life is and and you know in today's world. And so it, you know it just kind of comes with the territory that there's going to be adjustments and you know and changes to the system. And you know we've seen them before and I'm sure we're going to see some more. But it's going to be hard to see it just just you know just Social Security just goes away one day. You know that that would be 
that would be, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know how a politician would survive that. Like I say, one thing's for sure: we we know they like to keep going back to Washington and, and, and like to get reelected. So I think that there's there's some there's some self interest there for the politicians to figure it out. That they can they can they can jawbone about it a lot and you know and play the politics. But when push comes to shove, at least historically, we we've we've seen we've seen them uh, work things out. Yeah, evaporating into thin air doesn't seem all that likely. Um, but could changes happen in the future? Yeah, perhaps changes, but maybe not evaporating out of thin air. So maybe eliminate that concern a little bit from your mind. Another myth about Social Security that's often believed is that you should claim Social Security as soon as you're eligible. This is a big one, isn't it, Glenn? Oh, yeah, Walter. You know, and for some people, that's the right answer, right? It's, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all. There, there are scenarios where that's the case. There are scenarios where that's not the case, you know, and, you know, and, and oftentimes if you're married, you know, there, there's, there's going to be an element of, you know, of planning, you know, when you take it versus when your spouse takes benefits and so forth. But it's, you know, it's never, you know, it's never a situation where everybody should take it early or everybody should wait as long as they possibly can. I mean, there, there's, there's nuances there in terms of, you know, what's your overall situation? You know, what are your objectives? What is, what's your comfort levels? You know, and, and what, what about your spouse? You know, are there, you know, there, are there, are there other, you know, how much have you saved in other types of accounts? You know, what's the overall cash flow? Are you being forced to retire early or, you know, are you retiring by choice? You know, how long are you working? There, there's so many things into the, that go into that question, Walter, that, um, you know, it's really, I've always suggested to folks that, that it's really important, you know, when we're thinking about, you know, income planning, that, that, you, that you really do some analysis of Social Security and really determine, you know, what's, what's going to be the right thing. Because it's, like I say, it's just simply not a one-size-fits-all. And, um, you know, there, there's, there's situations where, you know, yeah, absolutely, it makes sense to take it early. There's other situations where it makes, you know, it makes more sense to, you know, to delay it, you know, at least to some extent, and sometimes all the way to late 70. So it's, uh, you know, make sure you do that analysis and, and don't, don't, don't end up, you know, not doing your homework, as I guess it would probably be the best way of, of saying it, because you could end up, if you don't do your homework, you, you, you might not, it might not turn out to be, to be the best outcome. Great points there, Glenn. Yeah, and I know we could do a whole show about just that one conversation of when to select Social Security, something we've uh, you know dove in a little deeper into in past episodes, but uh, definitely worth including in our list of myths here. Here's another one, Glenn. Uh, you can't work and receive Social Security benefits at the same time. Where's the myth there? Well, no, you, you, you obviously can, Walter. Now, there are some caveats around that, right? One of the big things that, that I think people are, you know, it's just like you know, there's some element of truth in there to you know, depending on the circumstances. You know, one thing that comes into play is, is that if you take your Social Security benefits, you know, prior to reaching your full retirement age, then there's a, a limit to how much you can earn through what you know through wages or or have earned income you know and, and if you if you go over that certain threshold and you know it's in it's a it's in the ballpark of right around twenty thousand you know it, it's adjusted for inflation you know um, each year but you know if you go over the threshold for that for that given year and you're and you and you've taken those benefits prior to reaching that full retirement age then they're going to start withholding back you know benefits and and you know and then you you know you're not going to receive all of your benefits if on the other hand you you know you've reached your full retirement age, 
you know, you can work as much as you want to and, you know, and, and, and earn as much as you want to, and they're not going to just withhold your benefits. They might, be, they might be subject to taxation, and that might also be the case in terms of, you know, taking your benefits prior to your full retirement age, but the Social Security Administration withholding benefits because your income is over a certain level is different than taxation. It might sound similar, but they're, but they're different. They're different, you know, it's like apples and oranges. I mean, there, there are a couple of different ways that, you know, that you might not end up receiving as much of your Social Security benefit as you thought you might have. But in terms of, in terms of you know, whether or not you can work and, and be receiving Social Security, you can, but there, there, there are some rules and some guidelines around that and some parameters as to, you know, you know, what, you know what's going to be wise to do and what's not going to be wise to do, if you will. Yeah, that makes sense, too. And I think that's why a lot of people need to remember that one, um, because a lot of people are working later in life, perhaps, and wanting to draw Social Security at the same time. And just understanding all those moving parts becomes important when people fall into that realm or they want to work part time in retirement, but not mess up those Social Security benefits. Uh, there's a couple of things to consider and figure out there. Another Social Security myth, if you have a pension, you won't be eligible for Social Security benefits. That would be a major bummer, wouldn't it? That would be, Walter. And, and there, there are some pensions that are like that, right? I mean, that, that you know, sometimes, you know, particularly with, you know, if you work for the government or maybe a particular state or, you know, a municipality, there are situations where what would have normally, under, under most circumstances, maybe some of the money that would have gone into Social Security don't go to Social Security. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're going into, the, you know, the pension fund instead. In those situations, then, you know, you, you, you might have a situation where there's, there's no Social Security benefits, at least not no Social Security benefits based upon that particular job, right? Because there weren't withholdings, you know, that, that were, you know, from, from each paycheck that went into, you know, those FICA taxes, you know, but there, but there also can be scenarios where maybe you've worked in that and you maybe have a pension, you know, from a job that was like that. Um, but then maybe, you know, either before and or after, you know, that, that job, maybe that you, you know, you had other work that you did that where you were making, you know, the normal contributions to Social Security. So there, there, there's, again, it's some of these myths, you know, there, there's elements of truth in certain scenarios, but they're not, they're not just, you know, outright, you know, it's like, oh, well, if you have a pension, then you're not going to, you, you won't be eligible. That's not really true necessarily. It can be, but not always. And, and, and more often than not, I've seen, I've seen more pensions actually, you know, ha- you have the ability to, you know, have Social Security. And it all comes down to, you know, whether or not there was withholdings from your, from your paycheck as to, you know, as to, uh, you know, and, and going into the, you know, to, to pay the FICA taxes. And if there was, then you're, then you're very likely that you're going to be, you're going to be more eligible for, for those Social Security benefits. If not, then, then obviously if you're, if money, if you're, you know, if your money's not going in there, then you're not, not very likely to get those benefits either. Does that make sense, Walter? It does make sense. Yeah, absolutely. So one, two, again, kind of just keep track of if these situations apply to you, Hopefully it's uh, making your ears perk up a little bit about some of the nuances of Social Security by addressing these myths. Two more to go, Glenn. Uh, The next one, Social Security benefits are based on your income and assets. Yeah, so that's not really the case, Walter. I mean, you know, it's based upon your work history, right? The higher your your wages or your salary or, you know, or, you know, you know, was, then, you know, the, the more money that went into to FICA taxes, right? So that means that, you know, that those benefits, you know, can be significant, even if you have significant assets. Where it comes into play, though, is, is that depending upon how you're holding those assets and how they come out to you as income, you may have that element of, of taxation like we've talked about in the past. 
because the you know as we've said again and again you know through through lots and lots of episodes is that social security benefits are not inherently taxable but they become subject to taxation based on how much other income you have and so if you have significant or what they consider to be significant other income then you might have a significant portion of your social security benefits to be subject to tax but you know they they're not going to just withhold your social security benefits because you have significant other assets or significant other money you know at least at least not under current law and and that, and that would be that would be one of those scenarios where it's imagine the politician that says oh well if you may, if you make if you make over this or you know if you have this much in assets then you then you're not going to be eligible for social security even though you've paid into it your entire life you know i i that it's going to be very difficult for that person to get reelected and again you have to kind of look at those situations because this is all this is all talking about legislation and what's going to come through congress and eventually get signed by by you know whatever president is there at the time there's a lot of things that people can get worked up about in terms of politics but you know I'll tell you what social security is is is, is like a, the really high on the emotional scale and i think you know, a lot of times people would actually cross party lines on that on that deal walter and that and that's saying something these days glenn so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a big one but you know you start playing with people's pocketbooks and you know and you know and then particularly with something that they've that they've been expecting and they've been putting money into their entire lives that that's that's now you're playing with fire in that scenario, right? It would be a bold strategy for sure. No doubt about it. Um, all right. Last but not least, your Social Security benefits are based on your last job's salary. Uh, that would be our final myth about Social Security to tackle. Right. Well, a lot, and a lot of people think that, right, Walter? I mean, that's more similar to the way some pensions work, right? I mean, more often than not, you'll see a lot of pensions will work that's like, well, they look at your, your last three or your last five or your highest three or your highest five years of, you know, of, of work, and that's how they base their, your pension, right? I mean, you see that happen a lot. But Social Security is different. Social Security looks at, you know, literally your whole work history, right? Or, you know, your, your, highest, your highest 35 years with inflation adjustments along the way, right? So, so in essence, I mean, you're, you're looking at, you know, a really long time, right? I mean, it's 35, you know, 35 years of, of work history is going to be, is gonna be in, that, in those calculations. And if you don't have 35 years, then let's say you have 30, then they're going to they're gonna add, add five zeros in there. And that's going to be part of that overall calculation. But it's not just on your last few years or your highest few years. It's, you know, it's, it, it, is, it's, it is based upon, you know, your highest 35. And again, those are, those are adjusted for inflation because obviously in, you know, today's world, you know, I mean, you, you go back, you know, 10 years, 20 years, you know, it, it's, you know, obviously a dollar is, you know, is, it's not worth what it used to be. So there's an element of, of, uh, of adjustments for inflation to, to go into those calculations for your benefits. But it's, it's really based on your, over your life time versus just a couple a few years i think it was yogi berra that said uh a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore as a, there you go as a great way to cap that one off so there you go uh your social security benefits uh based on your last job salary our final myth of today's episode so uh, what's the tally in your mind folks as you listen to these myths about social security today did you believe in one of these two three maybe more 
if that's the case, it might be a great indication that uh, you're due for a review of your financial plan, of your situation, and that a consultation would be really beneficial to you to make sure that you're planning properly for your financial future. All that hard work to put into Social Security, to save your additional monies into 401ks or IRAs and those things, making sure all of that's ready for distribution, ready for your retirement years, ready to work for you. And if you'd like to go through that free consultation with Glenn to make sure that you are properly prepared for your retirement future, Pick up the phone and give him a call at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or go online to RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. Thanks for joining us on today's episode, Glenn. And thank you for listening to today's show, folks. We'll talk to you again next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. Roadmap. 